Hello and welcome to the Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Oh yeah, excited to be part of the show. Thank you, Max. Uh, very interesting show today. We have Willie Grubb here. William Grubb. You go by Willie or William? William usually. <laughs> I like Willie though. Or how about Will? Will, Will okay? Yeah, Will's good. All right. So Will or William or Willie, we don't know. Uh, but super cool kid does some interesting stuff with AI, president and CEO of Groovy Education. He works with private schools, boarding schools, public schools, um, introducing the important topics and uh, curriculum of AI to the future generation. In fact, it's interesting um william is an ai himself he's not a real person uh he just graduated elementary school thank you it's been a long uh long way since circle time dude you look like you're 12 years old bro right i know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Steel here, how are you working with educators are you like hey hey mrs uh mrs smith yeah. i'll see you in homeroom <laughs> yeah all right Oh, hold on. I forgot my juice box. Like, how well, how long have you been out of school? How long have you been doing this? What's your deal, bro? Yeah, so I'm 22 years old, so 12 okay. plus 10. But uh, I'm in grad school right now for computer science. But all my internship work was actually done at a service co-op that service schools with cybersecurity. So it really put me in this unique position. I knew how technology worked in schools. And coming from a student from a kind of broken education system, I know laws in it and what needs to be changed. And I know how education can, can help. I mean, how AI can help kind of tweak education and kind of bring it to the 21st century. So that's kind of how I position myself to get in front of schools and saying, hey, AI is only going to keep getting better and better. Your educators need to know how to use AI because the difference between a person that doesn't know how to use AI and does know how to use AI is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as AI gets better. And we're already seeing um, in everyday news, you see AI and how fast it's getting better and chat GPT. And it's in the 90th percentile in the uniform bar exam now, the exams our lawyers take. So just making sure the schools understand that importance and making sure that their educators have the tools and the skills to use it to their advantage. Yeah, there there seemed to be an immediate rejection of it by, by yep. the public education. Like, no, no, don't use this. Don't use this tool. Throw away your calculator come to school on a horse and buggy like it it was uh it was like an immediate rejection and the yep. the smart schools kind of said Dude, there's no putting this toothpaste back in the tube let's learn mm -hmm. how to adapt this and adjust for the future the way human civilization has since time immemorial so how like how are you how are you finding like, walk me through like an interaction with an educator or a school teacher Right. Yes. You, you work directly with the teachers and say, okay, listen up, listen, and write your name on the board in chalk. <laughs> you know, my yes. name is Mr. Grubb. <laughs> and then read off a list of whoever, everyone say present. Like what, what is it like? You go in there and you're like, dude, this is, this is the way they're learning. This is what you have to know. What, what how's the adoption? What are you sharing with them and how are they adopting? And um, yes. are they adopting are, or or do you see like a hesitation? there? Yes. So how it started was last year around this time, ChatGPT was ChatGPT 3 was released. And instantly I've always I've always been super entrepreneurial driven. I've always been trying to, you know, marketing companies, things of that nature. I was trying to be an entrepreneur and just listening to 
a lot of entrepreneurial content online, just knowing that everybody says like, use what you have and use your own skills. And um, I was just really thinking one day about, gosh, I really need to do something in the entrepreneurial space. I've tried a bunch of things. I've never done anything that I already have a skill in, just kind of trying to make something out of nothing. Um, as a young kid, doesn't really know much about how to build something successful. I was like, well, I know how technology works in schools. I'm a computer science grad student. I know how AI works. I know that it's going to keep getting better. I know where this is headed. So initially, it started out with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cold emails, just getting and it cold emails saying, hey, I want to come present at your school to your staff. Just some young kid coming to present at your, to, to, to your staff. And it started out as just a one-hour presentation that eventually turned into a keynote that I've done at the Innovative School Summit in Las Vegas. I'll be in Austin in February, New York in March. Um, so that's how it started was that kind of hour keynote. And it's so good at getting teachers to stop fearing it and ignoring it because it is this big, scary thing to shifting so to them knowing it. So how do you do that? Because, I mean, I tried this with my mom, who's been thought leadership writer. I'm like, look, you really have to look at this as a tool. And it was just an instant rejection. And yep. eventually she came around. How are you converting the psyche, yes. the teacher, which is basically, uh, I mean, I, I don't know where, where you went to school. What, what, what grades are you dealing with? Um, K-12. So all of them. So, so all of them. Okay, so all yeah. of them are, I think, mostly bureaucrats. Right. They have here's what you're allowed to repeat to student. Make sure everybody memorizes the same thing. Yes. Bring a number two pencil and then have a nice day and you get to yeah. graduate. But like, how are you shifting? These are not that this is and, and it's not the individual teacher. It's the system that they have to work in is very oppressive. In my personal opinion, how do you mm -hmm. get how do you shift the individual minds and the collective system? Yes. So what I so I start off very, very slow. Say, what is AI? AI is a computer program that we give it something or it's reacting to something environment and then it's making a human like decision based off of this. I show them that we use AI in everyday life. Your thermostat reacts to the environment of your home, turns on, turns off based on the temperature. You see more and more self-driving cars. You're taking the big human like thought process of and the big human thought process of driving in a car, shoving it into a computer and it's reacting to the outside environment driving for you. So I'm showing them, you know, AI is used in everyday life. And this is an AI where you're giving it text and it's responding to you like a human would much, much faster than a human can. And then I'm just showing them all the different use cases across all fields, talking sales, generating sales scripts, legal documents for lawyers. It's writing a lot of people's emails these days. Okay, but K, K through 12 doesn't care about sales scripts. Yep. They're about yep. what their belief of education is. Yes, so, but and that their belief mindset, education is not sales scripts and legal stuff. Okay. Their belief is read Huck Finn, read uh, Catcher in the Rye, and then yeah. tell me about your feelings. Like, yeah. how are and they it, adapting it to what the school said? I mean, you said you work with public school systems. Yeah, I don't know unless they've changed a lot since <laughs> I've been there. How how are they adapting to the, the what their view of education is? Yeah. So that's just how I started off. Just like, hey, this is here. It's helpful across all fields. It's also helpful to you. And the teachers are very smart in knowing that they know that our education system is not preparing our students for the world tomorrow. I tell them, this is what ChatGPT does. This is what Google does. Regurgitates facts to us. Regurgitates knowledge to us. This whole knowledge is power thing. It's not necessarily a thing anymore. 
The knowledge is all in problem solving. Students have all the information at their fingertips, have all the knowledge at their fingertips, who can take all of it and apply it in a meaningful way. So I, I use examples from other fields so they can see it and then I map it back onto education and then we dive into using the tools. Okay. And you yep. find them to, how do they implement that with their students? Uh -huh. So basically I would talk about terminating the arms race that's happening between education and anti-cheating technology and making it more impossible to cheat by the way the course is given. And I teach them how to create questions that ChatGPT can't answer, creating class activities, create projects using ChatGPT and using educator AI tools online, things of that nature. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's is you touched on something. So you're getting rid of the cheating arms race. So you're you're changing the questions that they have so that ChatGPT can't answer them. So they have mm -hmm. to give a human authentic answer and actually exercise their brain. Yeah. Yes, because it's those critical thinking and problem solving skills that are getting diminished right now because of these tools in a time where um, solving skills and critical thinking skills are the most important skill to have. All right, now let's talk about how that's the one. I think you're doing wonderful things. That That's amazing. Uh, let's talk about how you're using AI to grow your business. How are you using AI to get your, to get uh, the groovy education out there? How are you using that to, to, to build and scale your business? Yes. So, if I didn't have ChatGPT and AI, I would not be able to do what I'm doing right now. I'm a grad student. I have all that schoolwork. I am also running this business that is in 40 plus schools. So I use it as a tool, like a content generation tool, where it's it's not necessarily writing all my emails for me, but maybe it's improving how I word the emails and really making sure that I'm using it as almost like a critical thinking tool as, hey, reword this, making it more whatever. And that's how I use AI a lot. I use AI to streamline a lot of things, like things like getting spreadsheets of emails for educators. So the schools don't have to deal with that. I can go on their website and kind of get all their emails and have ChatGPT, you know, put it in a format in a Google, in a Google Docs format or Excel format with in that nice table. So I use it just to streamline busy work processes that I do in everyday life. So that's a big okay, way that let's I use forget it. about let's forget about run of the mill K through twelve students. Let's focus mm -hmm. on a much dumber population. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the middle age entrepreneur, right? Yes. Who's terrified but knows they need to use AI to increase their their um to increase their efficiency and keep up with the world. How do you help that guy? Asking for a friend. Yes. So first step. <laughs> The first step is just starting to use it. Everybody uses it in a different way. Literally just hopping on ChatGPT and asking it to do things for you that would normally take you an hour to do, but it's just this busy work that you don't want to do. Start asking it to do that. And the first time you get an answer back, it's not going to be exactly what you want. And then it's learning how to get exactly what you want by just trial and error. Just like starting a business, you start a lot of things and you realize they don't work and you fix it. Same thing goes with going and using ChatGPT and AI tools. You start using it and not getting the input, the output you would like. So you're going to tweak the way you're asking the questions and you're going to try different things. Okay. If you were talking to a robot version AI, some 
female version of you, but it's an actual robot. And it's completely run by AI. And you would want to, you have once in a lifetime ability to talk to the most advanced AI in the form of a human. What would you ask her? I would. I would probably ask it something in terms of, you know, I don't know how to make a million dollars a year, you know, just going into like the ignorance that we all ignorance tax, we all pay for not knowing how to make a million dollars a year. It's whatever you do make a million dollars minus what you do make. There's all that ignorance tax in there. Cause you don't know how to make a million dollars a year. So maybe, Hey, AI explain in very simple, simple, simple terms to me, how I can take this business and make it a million dollar a year money-making machine. So what would you ask her about the future of AI? Not just, uh, look, I get the question. You want to know how to make more money. I would ask her what the price of Bitcoin is going to be in three weeks. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, the that's a little more specific, I guess, or maybe not. Mm -hmm. But but like if you were truly trying to gain some insight into where AI is going, how would you phrase a question to the smartest AI that exists? I would probably, so where AI is going, maybe I would ask it something along the lines of, you know, in what job markets would AI dis destruct the most, where to stay away from, because AI will take over all the processes of that job and that job no longer exists. I think I would shape that into where can I make the most money with AI in the future? Yeah. Probably yeah. solves both of those questions. Yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, understanding, because we know it's going to change the nature of work itself completely. So you see but, AI primarily as like a business interaction tool. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. I mean, obviously you can get into, hey, AI, what's the meaning of life and things of that nature. But um, on the business side of things, um, definitely just understanding where what do, what is it going to destruct the most and where can i position myself to leverage ai to you know be the most successful have the most positive change on on the world i think people are are concerned that if ai is put into a physical form that can move the way a human body can or better um at what point are humans irrelevant and they delete us yeah and with that coming from computer science i know that that's that's not in my opinion that's not anywhere in any of our lifetimes it's iterations and iterations and iterations and right now if i were if i were giving advice to a high school student on what field to go into i would say a trade because that's the last thing that technology will take over and we always thought it would be the first thing we always thought it do the bit do the, the hard trades work because that's how it started in factories kind of doing that physical work that's what computers started doing. And now all of a sudden it's this big shift of, hey, never mind, it's not doing that. It's doing all these other things. And actually the last thing it will touch are the trades and are that physical labor. Well, I think that's wise advice. I gave the same advice to my nephew who's 15 years old. And uh, 
And that was the the same thing. You know what? Nobody's becoming an electrician right now. Now's no. the time to become an electrician. The the apprenticeship programs are dead. People are looking to transfer that business to somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. And then use AI tools to make yourself better. Um, so, okay, well, super groovy education we got today with Mr. William Grubb. Uh, if people want to find you and uh, and learn more about groovy education, learn more about you, and you're doing some amazing stuff. I mean, you're educating educators. Uh, that's a daunting task. I, I commend you for taking it on. Um, you know, being so young probably makes you a lot less jaded, so you can you can actually do it. And uh, I think that's wonderful. How, how do people get a hold of you? Look up GroovyEducation.com, Groovy Education on Google, Groovy Education on all X, Facebook, YouTube, all of the above. Well, thank you, William. We'll throw that in the show notes and uh, appreciate you being on the program. Thank you for being a part of the Scaling Edge. I wish you the absolute best of luck and we will see you soon. Cheers. Thanks for having me.